0: Welcome to Agape Fellowship, where we read and study the Word of God verse by verse. Studying Matthew 1 in depth took us through the genealogy of Jesus, the Jewish marriage custom, and its significance in our lives, and ended with the birth of Jesus. The more we study scripture, the more we learn, and the more we end up marveling at our awesome let's read matthew 2 and prepare ourselves to learn from this chapter may god bless us
1: all let's open to matthew chapter 2 uh, verse 1. now when jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of herod the king behold there came wise men from the east to jerusalem saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. Matthew tells us very little about his birth. Um, unlike Luke, which goes in the details, what Matthew tells us regards to something, uh, oh, and that something is only that he was born in Bethlehem. Nothing that you see in the book of Luke uh, do you see here. It just goes directly to that event uh, in Bethlehem. Um, Bethlehem Mm -hmm. was the ancestral uh, home of David. It was a small, insignificant village, um, and approximately about six miles south of, if you can visualize Jerusalem, southeast of Jerusalem, uh, is um, Bethlehem. In the olden days, it was called Ephrata, and you see that uh, or Ephrat, um and you see that oh, in in the in the uh, portion in Hosea, you will see uh, or Micah, uh, you will see that uh, it's about uh, that little village of uh, Bethlehem. A little bit about Herod. You heard of a lot about Herod. Um, Herod's family. Let me just. Uh, a little bit to give you a general background of Herod you'll see Herod here you will see Herod killing uh, John the Baptist you'll see Herod later on and so you're saying who is this Herod who what what do we know about Herod Herod was an Edomian Uh, Edomian is uh, of the family of the Edomites you know who the Edomites were the family of Esau Uh, they were called the Edomites and he's Edomian. He was appointed by the Roman Emperor and uh, and by the Senate. Herod the Great is the one we are referring to tonight here in this portion, but we'll refer to others as we go along. Herod the Great uh, was the first of the Herod dynasty. This is the one who sought to kill Jesus, as we're just about to read. He is also the one who inquired of the wise men, as we are just about to read, as to where is his birth and so on? That he wanted to worship him. According to the Jewish historian, the first Herod is all his. This Herod the Great was also called Herod Asprenite. Uh, was the son of Antipater and a front and a deputy of uh, another king. Um, his son, that is Herod the Great's son, uh, is Herod Antipas. You may have heard of Herod Antipas. Uh, we've uh, we will, we will seen him uh, in the book of Acts and we'll probably see him again. He's referred to as the Tetrarch. Why is he the Tetrarch? The region of, Jer- of uh, Samaria and Judea were divided into four regions. And so hence the word tetrarch. He was one of Herod Antipas uh, was the, uh, in charge of a region of Judea. And we will meet him later on in the same chapter. Uh, His father, Herod the Great divided, it was Herod the Great who divided this into these four uh, regions and gave it to each one to his son, one of his sons. Herod Antipas, or Antipater, uh, was the tetrarch of the region. He was the one uh, uh, that Jesus was sent to during the trial, Jesus' trial, and eventual crucifixion. So it's not Herod the Great, but rather his son, Herod Antipas. You will read, if you want to look into that, uh, you can look up Luke 23, and you will see a lot more about Herod Antipas. That's actually Herod the Great's son. Herod the Great's son, I'm sorry, Herod Antipas had a son. His name was Herod Agrippa. You remember King Agrippa? You remember that? Where Paul went and discussed and debated and all of that? That's Herod the Great's grandson. Too many Herods, but this is the whole family. They're all called Herods. And that was Herod Agrippa, a grandson. He was the one who persecuted the church in Jerusalem. And that's the guy that um, had um, James killed, um, the son of uh, Zebedee, uh, put to death by the sword. And he had two daughters whose names appear in the Bible in Acts 24 and 25. Uh, If you remember... There was a name, Bernice, and also Drusilla. Uh, those are two names that is given to us in Acts 24 and 25. They were the daughters of Herod Agrippa first. Herod Agrippa's son, he also had a son, Herod Agrippa II. Uh, he was the one that was instrumental in saving um, Paul uh, from the Jews who was uh, seeking to kill him. And after Agrippa the second, the Herodian dynasty pretty much died. So don't confuse yourself. Why did I go into this little bit of detail so that you know, these are all children, grandchildren and so on, uh, who we meet along the way through the gospels and also that you will see uh, in the book of Acts. Herod the great was a ruler. It was a real ruler and a builder and an administrator. It was him that actually rebuilt the temple. Why did he rebuild the temple? He wanted to carry favor with the Jews. Now the Jewish state, Jerusalem, and the, uh, the nation was a troublemaker state, always uh, was a troublemaker. The, no one could actually settle in the land. The, uh, the Romans came, uh, they couldn't handle it. So they put this Herod guy as a buffer so that they don't have to deal with the Jewish people. And there was a lot of legalities that we'll get into later on in this chapter. Uh, But uh, Herod, in order to appease the Jews, to keep them happy, agreed to rebuild that temple. Remember, it was that rotten temple that was a partial, uh, the broken down um, temple that uh, Zerubbabel had built uh, after he came back from uh, the exile. That was the temple until then. Afterwards, what happened was that Herod the Great took it over as his pet project and built it. The building project began in 20 BC, and it had been in the building for a long time. And remember when Jesus said, uh, uh, tear down this temple, I'll build in three days. And the Jews mocked him and said, are you kidding me? It took us 46 years to build this. Why? That's how long it took. Uh, it took a very long time to bring it back. But once he built it, it became one of the wonders uh, of the old um, time, uh, of the uh, turn of the century or the turn of the uh, um, Uh, during the first century BC and so on, first century AD and so on. He was known for his cruelty. Herod the Great was known for his cruelty. And there's even a saying that it was better to be Herod's pig than to be Herod's son because he slaughtered his sons. He slaughtered a lot of other people and uh, it wasn't a good time to be uh, a relative of Herod. So he was a, a terrible, a nasty guy, but he, attempted to appease the jews and that's why he built the temple so that temple that was during the time of jesus was a herodian temple um and the beauty and the magnificence was renowned in those days built out of marble when the sun uh, setting sun hit its um, uh its dome and other things it just shone like a pink diamond uh, that's what the old historians have to say anyway back to verse one Behold, there came wise men from, uh, from the east to Jerusalem. These travelers are called wise men, which in the ancient Greek is magi. That's how we have the word magi. Um, and uh, there's a misconception that these were kings. They were not kings. There were just wise people, um, and I'll tell you in a moment what they mean by wise people. There was no evidence, by the way, that only three showed up. Um, why do we say, we three kings of Orient are, and we sing that big song, and it's very nice and pretty and all of that? Well, it's because there were three gifts, so they just presume that there were three people there, but we have no such record that there were three people. There was no evidence. Anyway, they did not arrive uh, on the night of Christ's birth. You know, it's very nice in the um, the nativity scene to have these three kings that's part of the song and all of that, but it didn't happen that way. Uh, but it's very nicely packaged. It's Madison Avenue marketing packaging, so you can expect some of that, but it did not happen on that. And we will show evidence of that. We don't know where they're from, except that they are from the east. Uh, we, we can sort of read between the lines, but there's no evidence to it, that they probably came from Babylon or Persia. Why do we say that? It's because Daniel lived there, and Daniel was a very, he was one of the chief of the magistrates, if you remember. If you go back and read the book of Daniel, you will see that he was the chief of these astrologers, astronomers. Now, back in those days, um, these wise men, they were the ones that counseled uh, the emperors, which direction to take and which way to go and so on. So in this particular case, uh, we know that Daniel was the chief of those folks and hence he could potentially have had great influence on his juniors came up later that this great uh, Jewish man uh, was the chief of the magistrates and so it's possible that that is where they got the information about the the, that a king a messiah would come and then they were also very good at looking at the stars and uh, doing a lot of things based on that that leads me to the next question that leads me to the next question the question here is can stars give us the signs of the times? What do you say? Can stars give us signs? Is Not, it... not normally, I would say, but in this case, they did. <laughs> in this case. Let's look at Genesis 1, 13 to 15. Someone else take Psalm 19, uh, 1 to 3. And another one take Romans 1. Twenty to twenty-two. Yes, Steve, you raised your hands.
2: Yeah, uh, um, scripture in a couple of places talks about uh, paraphrasing. The gospel is written in the heavens, and um, that the gospel is revealed in all of God's creation.
1: We're so, just going to look at one of those scripture portions.
2: Yes. So, in a sense, yes, yes. Script, the 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 creation, whether it's the stars or
1: our creation around
2: us can reveal his majesty God in his own way.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. So let's look up, can someone pick up Genesis 1, 13 to 15?
3: Genesis 1, 13 to 15. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons, and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens, to give light on the earth. And it was so.
1: Notice, read clearly, what are the things that those lights are for? There are several things. The first one was for what? Read that there. Signs. Second, for seasons.
3: Third, for days and years.
1: And then fourth was for light. So yes, it is true. God placed them there for a reason. They were meant for signs and seasons and days and years and for lights. Multi-purpose. Let's that's look this at s- for, that's this. That's watch for astrology and all. It's we call it astrology, uh, and with what we have today is a corrupted version. Of What we're saying and just hold on to the thought and we'll come to it in the next psalm that we're going to read
3: The
0: heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork Day unto day utters speech and night unto night reveals knowledge There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard
1: notice that we what it says Heavens declare the glory of God and they utter speech night unto night reveals knowledge there's no speech no language there's no speech or language where the voice is not heard it conveys it conveys information these are information handlers notice from two different scriptures what do we get well, in genesis we say that they are meant for signs and in psalms it says they are information handlers They're conveying information to you there is no speech in them but they are conveying now it is for us to understand what those are it is for us to clearly discern the time and discern what it means uh, with these things let's look at Romans uh, 1 this is the one that Steve alluded to
3: for since the creation of the world His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because, although they know God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools.
1: Now, we have to understand the scripture, the book that we call scripture was codified by Moses, who was a Johnny come lately in relation to a lot of the religions that have been around. God in his divine purpose decided that Moses was going to write that. And he gave most of the information to script it. As you know, all scripture is inspired by the Holy spirit. And so were the first portions. So it's a Johnny come lately in a sense. Um, However, Man was there way before Moses showed up. How did man understand the invisible attributes of God? How did he understand what the time is? How did he understand what season it was? How did he understand what God was trying to tell them? Well, now you know. God spoke through creation. God spoke through the stars. God spoke through um, the entire, the, uh, I mentioned earlier, creation and all the different aspects of creation. God revealed his invisible attributes. So when we think of astrology as this thing, someone looking, you know, Miss Cleo uh, and, and are tired tarot reading, that's not what I'm referring to. So don't confuse it as Miss Cleo's tarot cards. Or don't confuse it as astrologers with all these symbols and signs and all these things. You know, you go and put a uh, a quarter in and and Zoltar tells you something. That's not what I'm referring to. But in the beginning, God used them. And this was actually the sign. And God uses them even to today. Now, I want to come back to one more point, and then I want to give Len an opportunity to speak. Even the second coming, even the second coming has references to signs in the heavens. You know that, correct? Anil, we, that's
3: what I was going to say. Matthew 24 and Revelation chapter 6, we, we have a sign of his coming. The sun and the moon will not give light, and the stars will fall from heaven. That's, and I agree. I,
1: Yes. And I'm going to refer to that from Acts because that's what uh, um, Acts chapter 2, 16 to 21. Can somebody read? That's exactly what Maria refers to. And this is when Peter talks about it. Let's just refer to that one. Acts 2, 16 to 21.
0: But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophecy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophecy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be
1: saved. Now notice even there, and this is the same point that Maria, you were referring to from Matthew, correct? And from Revelation, the sun shall not give light, the moon shall go dark and so on. And that's the same thing that uh, here Peter is prophesying the end of times, the end of the time of grace. Well,
0: that, those were signs of the first coming though because it became dark during the crucifixion and and there was a blood moon at that time, according to the astronomers.
1: So do you think Peter was referring to the history or to the future?
0: I think he was referring to right then. it, nope. was, the first, it first was already past. Yeah, well, was past okay, but it was past in a very recent, I mean, it was past, you know. It I was mean, when Peter referred
1: to this portion when Peter was talking about this, he was referring to the day of the Pentecost. And he's saying, look, this is not of this. It's about this time. Yeah. Um, when And and anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's during that period. We're going yeah. off topic, but it's during that period. So the end of this period is going to be marked with this time when the light will go out. And when the Lord will come with this trumpet and, and call us uh, into his kingdom. Yes, Len. Go ahead. Sorry for
2: keeping. Uh, but, you know, I know we were talking about the wise men. Uh, I, we've kind of gone way past. Uh, I'll, I'll ask a question anyway. But, well, actually, I'll make the comment. It's been heard that the uh, the wise men were Zoroastrians who were very in, into astrology and astronomy. Is, is
1: there any
2: any uh, truth Possibly, to that? Yes, Zoroastrianism
1: was also practiced in uh, in the region of Babylon. Uh, And Persia, uh, that is a religion from that region. But God speaks to people regardless of what language and creed, tribe, tongue, and nation. He has no, he's not a respecter of religions. They are are monotheists, you know. That I understand, but they, yeah, absolutely.
0: Go back to the wise men. There's a tradition that Thomas on his way to India met one of the wise men.
1: (laughs) There are lots of traditions. I'm going to give you some fake news about the kings. Here are some fake news about the kings. First of all, the story about Magi's being the king came about in 225 AD. 225 years after this event had taken place. That's one of the fake news. Another fake news, if you want to know, they have names, if you can believe it. They are Melchior, Caspar, and Balthazar. (laughs) Again, made up uh, in 225 AD. And here's the, f- the best fake news of all of them. If you, want, if you go to Germany, you can actually see the skulls in the great cathedral in Cologne, Germany. How about that? Uh-huh. Yeah, Frank is scratching his skull while I spoke that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is the fakest of the fake.
0: So Another are, fake news was the little drummer boy. It was no, no, Nothing in the Bible says there was a little drummer boy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's no drummer boy. That's a nice, fun story. Yeah, Steve, go ahead.
2: I think that uh, ties in for us as examples to be careful. I understand from dear friends who were in Israel uh, more than once that if you go to Samaria or that region, you can actually visit the Inn of the Good Samaritan, and it's a tourist <laughs> attraction. Now, if you if you read scripture, the the Good Samaritan was a parable. Yes. And it doesn't an know if Jesus was really had, if there really was an inn there, or Jesus was just using that as an example, which is what a parable is. Correct. Uh, so... People go in and spend money and, and take pictures in front of the inn of the Good Samaritan. And it's probably dubious. But there the are West, all, yeah. a lot of things like that all over the world That's that claim to be. That's true. Um, I've read things that read that um, Thomas did make it to India. And there are certain things there that make me wonder if they're real or not.
1: We can talk balance. about that because I come from that tradition, exactly. from the Thomas tradition. Um, so um, anyway, back to this. Um, oh, one other
2: thing. I'd yeah. like to add um, Amos 5.8 to the list of references. Uh,
1: you want to read it? You have it in front of you?
2: Yeah, I do have it. Um, Amos 5.8 from the New American Standard Bible updated. He who made the Pleiades and Orion and changes deep darkness into morning, that's your tie-in, who also darkens the day into night, he also calls for the water of the seas of the sea and pours them out on the surface of the earth. The Lord is his name. So it gives authority to to the God, and it's it's all right there, like like in other places, as in other places.
1: So well, that, uh, that would be in the book of Job as well. That's right. I was thinking about Job you and you said, Ladies and Job, yeah, correct, correct. They're all there. So, essentially, summarizing, yes, um, God did speak to them in science, and so it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me uh, if God did speak to these Magi's, uh, these wise men, uh, using a star.
3: That was a beautiful study. God speaks through stars and seasons and proclaimed the birth of the Messiah. Wise men from distant lands saw that the Messiah was born and wanted to worship Him. They traveled far to see Him. Were the rulers of the time happy to know this news? We will read more and find out. Thank you for joining us.